Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope that your week is going great. I am currently happy right now because today is the last day of work for me this Thursday. That brings me right into what's new. I am going on a mini getaway with my boyfriend and his family this weekend. I am just so excited to do something different, relaxing. You guys know me. I just like switching things up once in a while and this is exactly that. So I am ready to get going, be done with work today, and then just be on my way to a fun weekend. Other than that, for what's new, I am feeling slightly overwhelmed lately with work and just how much is constantly going on. So I am really just trying to figure out how to best balance, how to form some healthy, happy habits for myself. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But first, let's get in to one of our favorite segments on this podcast, What's Hot? First thing on our list this week Billie Eilish's new album, Happier Than Ever, dropped last Friday. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone is raving about it. So I went to Pitchfork.com to get their five takeaways from this new album. I'm going to share them with you guys. Pitchfork starts this off by saying, Contrary to what its title suggests, Eilish's 16-track sophomore album, Happier Than Ever, is not a document of contentment. It's more autobiographical than her debut, as she openly grapples with the presence of celebrity and abuses of power. Like its predecessor, Happier Than Ever was written entirely by Eilish and her brother Phineas. Although this time, it was a calmer process with less intervention from her label. So here's what you need to know according to Pitchfork. Number one of five takeaway, being young and famous kinda sucks. Pitchfork states, on the atmospheric opener Getting Older, she observes that the strangers outside her door are, quote, usually deranged, and punctuates the thought with an audible sigh. Things I once enjoyed just keep me employed now, she sings listlessly, ever the relatable line. On the song NDA, another 30 under 30 title can't stop her from wanting to flee to Hawaii. Her privacy is so impossible to maintain that she shuts up her hookup with an NDA. Most piercing is the spoken word interlude, Not My Responsibility, where Eilish presses her judges directly. Do you even know me? Really know me? I love how Pitchfork dissects this so much. I am not a music critic, so I feel like I'm learning a lot reading this from Pitchfork, their interpretations of these songs, but a lot of these things are very relatable, like they pointed out her lyric, things I once enjoyed just keep me employed now. Whoa. I feel like that hits hard for a lot of people. For me personally, I feel like I'm still trying to figure out how to get the things that I enjoy into an employment setting. We're working on it. Everyone's different, guys. The second takeaway, according to Pitchfork, a more golden sound. They state, Eilish set out to make a very timeless record, one inspired by the, quote, longing, kind of dreamy and curious aura of jazz singers like Julie London and Frank Sinatra. That inspiration peeks through in the languid singing on more contemplative tracks like My Future and Haley's Comet. Eilish also experiments with coffee shop Latin tunes, Billy Bossa Nova, jazzy bass lines, cost cause, and even Stranger in the Alp style folks, male fantasy. The third takeaway from the album, getting a little weird with it. The song I Didn't Change My Number clears its throat with an uncanny possessed dog growl. The fourth takeaway, the male gaze and complex power dynamics. Pitchfork dissects this by saying, Eilish alludes to being sexually taken advantage of at the outset of Happier Than Ever, 
and returns to fraught power dynamics throughout the record. On the down-tempo single, Your Power, she has a simple request to a former partner, quote, try not to abuse your power. Eventually devolving into a distorted rock rager, the title track more concretely draws out a toxic relationship in which an ex calls her while drunk driving in a Mercedes-Benz. The song Male Fantasy closes with her watching pornography and remarking on how unrealistic it is. Quote, I can't stand the dialogue. She would never be that satisfied. And the final takeaway from Pitchfork on this album, lighthearted moments. They say, in the middle of somber songs titled things like Everyone Dies, it's a relief to hear Eilish being cheeky. The song Therefore I Am steals a concept from the 17th century philosopher René Descartes to tell someone to stop using her for clout. Quote, stop what the hell you're talking about, she eye rolls, letting out a laugh. Quote, get my pretty name out of your mouth. Pitchfork ends this by saying that while Billy is processing some really heavy stuff, she's still able to blow off steam with a smirk. Very interesting article, if you ask me. Like I said, I am not a music critic at all, so I love to find articles like this where they're dissecting it piece by piece, literally the album to a T. I feel like I know so much more about it now. I tend to listen to these songs and these lyrics and kind of reinterpret them based on my life and what's going on with me. But to think what the artist is really truly meaning when she's writing these words, when she's singing them, when she eventually performs them, I think it's really cool to dig deeper on it. And like I said, I am no expert, but I do classify Pitchfork as an expert on music-related things. So I'm happy that they gave us some takeaways. This article was by Kat Zhang. If you want to look at it yourself, go to pitchfork.com. I listened to the album. I really liked it for what it was. Billie Eilish, I really respect her music and I respect her as an artist. I think that she is uber talented. There are some songs that I resonate with way more than others. I think that's like every single artist though. And I don't know, there are some on this album that I really, really love. I think Happier Than Ever is a great song. People are definitely having a really positive response to this album. So congratulations to her, to Phineas, to everybody involved. I imagine that it must be so exciting and stressful and all the different emotions when you're putting out a new album into the world and seeing how people are going to react. I seriously can't even imagine the kind of pressure that you probably feel right before you put out that album. I don't know. I'm just always happy when there's positive responses for artists, especially young artists. This affects them so much. It's literally their life's work just out there ready for everyone to consume and judge and have opinions on if you have not heard it yet go check out the album check out that article there are so many more things written up about this i feel like she's one of those artists that people just want to know everything about the lyrics because they're so personal to her so yeah a lot of information out there if you want more check it out Next up on What's Hot, some film entertainment news. According to Vogue.com, movies are back, and here is what we can look forward to this fall. Birds of Paradise, which will be on Amazon sometime in September. It is about the world of dance pushing two young women to and far beyond their breaking points. It's about ballet. I love movies like that. I'm going to check that one out. The Card Counter, Focus Features Film. September 10th is when that one's coming out. Everyone's Talking About Jamie, Amazon Film, September 17th. That one's a musical, so I will absolutely be watching. 
Blue Bayou, Focus Features, September 17th. The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Searchlight, September 17th. That one is an account of televangelist-slash-singer-slash-camp icon Tammy Faye Baker's dizzling rise, epic fall, and winding road to absolution between 1974 and death in 2007. I feel like I'm gonna like that one. Next, Dear Evan Hansen, Universal, September 24th. I'm so excited for this one. Ben Platt is the star. I've already seen the trailer. I know I'm gonna love it. Petite Maman, put on by Neon, sometime in October. The Many Saints of Newark, HBO Max and Warner Bros, October 1st. Titan, put on by Neon, October 1st. No Time to Die, MGM, October 8th. I feel like a lot of people are looking forward to this one. It was delayed by COVID. It was made to be out March 2020, then winter 2020, and then it got postponed even more. So October 8th, mark your calendars for this one if you are a big Bond fan. The Last Duel, 20th Century, October 15th. Dune, HBO Max, and Warner Bros. October 22nd. Timothy Chalamet's in this one, so my chances of watching it are definitely higher. The French Dispatch, Searchlight, October 22nd. Last Night in Soho, Focus Features, October 29th. This one looks really good to me. It's about a young fashion student transplanted to London who finds herself subject to wild visions of the swinging, sometimes sinister 60s. Antlers, Searchlight, October 29th. This one is a horror film. I gotta stay clear. Belfast, Focus Features, November 12th. Top Gun, Maverick, Paramount, November 19th. I know that there are a lot of Top Gun fans out there in the world, so that's exciting. The day before my birthday. Nightmare Alley, Searchlight, December 3rd. Hand of God, coming to Netflix. Date is still TBD. I Was a Simple Man, put on by Strand. Date, TBD. And lastly, Parallel Mothers, Sony Picture Classics, December 24th. That's the list for the fall to winter films. I hope you guys are excited about some of those. I certainly am. I love when they put out these kinds of lists. It just gets me so excited for the upcoming content, and I find it really interesting to see what is in the near future. I hope that you guys like it too. I just like to have it on my radar, you know? That's it for what's hot. Let's get right into what's good because I have content to share that I think you guys are really going to like. At least I really love them and I need to talk about them because I just watched them this weekend. The first one for the first time and the second one a tried and true favorite of mine. So let's get into it. First up, the movie is called The Ultimate Playlist of Noise. Here's your summary. Marcus, an audio-obsessed high school senior, learns he must undergo brain surgery that will render him deaf and decides to seize control of his fate by recording the ultimate playlist of noise. Guys, this movie was so emotional, especially at the end. I was full-on bawling. I was watching it with my boyfriend. He was kind of doing something else, like doing his own thing, playing games or whatever. And I was just eyes on the TV, bawling my eyes out, like audibly crying, saying like, I can't believe this is so sad. No spoilers, but legitimately, it made me feel like I should not take my sound or any part of my health for granted. Like, guys, that just hit me, like, to my core. I don't know. You guys need to check this movie out. You know, sometimes you just feel like you need a crier. 
Like you just need to watch something that's going to get you in your feels, really make you emotional and cry. That is this movie. And so many of the things that they say in this movie, the characters, it's just so profound. Like seriously, it really makes you think about things differently. Check it out. You can watch it on Hulu, but fair warning, I would get a tissue box and some ice cream. You're welcome for the heads up. The second movie that I watched recently that does not have quite the same effect as that first one is a tried and true for me. And with the Olympics coming to an end, this is my go-to movie to watch every four years. It never gets old. And that is Stick It. Here's your summary. Haley is a naturally gifted athlete, but with her social behavior, the teen seems intent on squandering her abilities. After a final brush with the law, a judge sentences her to an elite gymnastics academy run by a legendary hard-nosed coach. Once there, Haley's rebellious attitude wins her both friends and enemies. Missy Peregrim, and more surprisingly, Jeff Bridges is in this movie, which is something that I totally always forget. And then I watch it and I'm like, oh yeah, hey Jeff Bridges, what are you doing? You're the coach of this movie. Hi. Anyways, I love this movie. It is so good. Like I said, it never gets old. I love it every time. I know basically all of the lines to it, which makes it even more fun to watch sometimes for me. It's not called Gymnastics, if you know you know. And if you don't know, do yourself a favor and watch this movie, Stat. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. Next up is a food item, which I have not done a food item in quite some time, but something has come into my life that I needed to share. I can't believe I haven't eaten these for more time in my life. I'm just now finding them at 24 years old. It's shocking to me, but these are the Flamin' Hot Ruffles. You guys, if you like spicy foods, if you like spicy snacks, spicy chips, flaming Hot Cheetos, and if you like Ruffles, this is the perfect combination. They're so good, so addicting. Once you get them, you'll crave them. At least that is my current experience right now. Definitely check them out. They have them at literally all grocery stores. Next up, I have something that I'm very excited to share with you guys which are some of my essential face moisturizing products. Now, disclaimer, I know everyone has very different products that they use, so whatever works best for you, stick to that. But these are things, one brand in particular that I've been using for years, not all their products, but some of them, that I wanted to share with you guys in case you're just looking for some new clean products to use specifically for moisturizing your face. This is not my whole skincare routine, but it's just the lotion products that help out a lot. So they're all from the brand Clinique. The first one is one that I use and have used forever, probably since I ever got into anything skincare. Like the first time I ever bought a moisturizer that wasn't drugstore brand was this and I've just stuck to it ever since, like probably since middle school. So this one is my tried and true. I have repurchased so many times and it is the Clinique Dramatically Different Moisturizing Lotion. I know that it comes in a gel form too, but I just like this one so much better. I don't really like the gel. It just doesn't really work with my skin. Basically, Clinique has a lot of three-step things. So like a cleanser, a toner, and then the third step would be your moisturizer. I don't do any of the first two steps for this. I really just like the lotion. That's what I love the most in this three-step. That's what I use every single day, morning and night. I cannot recommend enough. If you're just looking for something clean, something that does not have a lot in it, 
this is perfect i also just love it it's so cute it's this little cube i love how it looks on my bathroom counter and it's a yellow lotion and that is my favorite color so that's the first product the second product which is one that i've only started using for about one and a half years now and that is the clinique super defense broad spectrum spf 25 and this you guys is so good because you should always be wearing sunscreen definitely definitely on your face it doesn't matter if you are a guy or a girl i feel like a lot of guys think oh i don't need to moisturize like yeah i've never moisturized before everyone should be moisturizing their face especially sunscreen like if nothing else at least put sunscreen on your face please it protects you so much and this is a great one it brands itself as being de-aging which i don't really know what that means to be honest everyone is aging unless you're benjamin button which i know you're not i'm not either but I do think that this is a really great one. And again, it's super cute. It's orange. It looks so clean. I love it. My third product is the Clinique Smart Night, which obviously, by the title, you use it at night for your face. It's 100% fragrant-free. It targets wrinkles, brightens, firms, and parts radiance. It's a nice thing to put in with your night routine. Again, I am no expert on skincare. This just works for me, and I feel like it helps me build healthy happy habits for my skin so i really like to use that one before bed and the last product is the clinique smart custom repair serum it kind of pairs with the night cream but this one you can use twice a day i put it just under my eyes not sure if it makes a huge difference but i do feel like it does something it helps me stay on track helps me moisturize my skin and i just love all of these products together if you want to see what they look like i am going to post them on my instagram for you guys at typically peachy so check it out if you just want to see them everyone's skincare is so so different do what's right for you do what works for you i just thought i would share what i do personally for me last up on what's good your songs for the week Young and Beautiful by Lana Del Rey, the Cedric Gervais and Carlos Sid remix, Illy, I Love You Baby by Surf Mesa and Emily, and Sunshine by Powers. Check them out on Spotify, Typically Peachy, What's Good playlist. Alright guys, that's it for what's good. Let's get into need to know basis because I have touched on this a little bit throughout this episode, but I want to talk about clean habits, healthy habits, happy habits. As I said in the beginning of this episode, work has been a lot lately for me, and it's made me think about how to improve that, and even if I can't improve that immediately, how to improve the other elements of my life, and I think that has a lot to do with these happy habits. And when I say happy habits, I really mean better. Making your life more content, making your life more fulfilled, more productive, more whole, I'm talking all habits here, okay? Skincare habits, working habits, relaxation habits, consumption habits, working out habits, eating habits, personal growth habits, all the different kinds of habits in our life that we try to establish and maintain to ultimately make our lives better and make us happier. So I have some tips to getting there, things that I have done myself, things that I am continuing to do. Here they are. First, Figure out if your current habits are helping or hurting. If you have a problem that you're struggling with, recognize it. Acknowledge it and establish new clean habits by really focusing in on how those bad habits start and how you can adjust your lifestyle accordingly to turn the bad into good. My next tip, 
don't miss a habit often. It's okay if you get behind or do something different every once in a while, but if you're trying to really build habits, you need consistency. That goes right into my next tip, which is hold yourself accountable. You know what you do or you don't do better than anyone else. Be honest with yourself and stick to the habits you want to implement into your life. You're the only one that can truly make those changes and make those habits stick. My next tip, make it easy. It doesn't need to be the most difficult thing in the world for it to make a difference in your life. If the difficulty of the habit is daunting and preventing you from sticking to your habits, alter your habit into something that you can start and stick to. A habit is only as good as your commitment to it. And then after some time with those easier habits, you can start layering your habits. Attach a new habit to one that you've already been practicing. That way it's a progressive buildup and buildup rather than just trying to start with this big daunting thing from the beginning. Next, recognize why a habit hasn't worked in the past and change the ways in which you go about it. If you've tried to work out consistently in the morning and you find that that's not sustainable for you, you're just way too tired so you end up not working out at all, don't give up. Change the habit. Find a new time or a less intense way to work out or be active. Just because you can't do it the way that you thought you were going to start out doing it doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing it at all. It just means that maybe you need to do it a little bit differently to start out. You need to ease into it a little bit more and be realistic with yourself. Be open to finding new solutions. Habits are not one size fits all. They should be specific and curated and right for you. Just like I was talking about with my moisturizers, my skincare routine, it's individualized, you guys. My habits are not going to be the same as the next person, are not going to be the same as the next person, are not going to be the same as the next person. We're all so different, so you have to find out what can stick for you. And my last thing is really just a reminder that these good, happy habits are all for you to feel better, more productive, and on track to living a sustainably happy life. We can all do it. We can all build our own happy habits one day at a time. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a wonderful weekend if it's Thursday for you. I hope that you listen to good music, hang out with people that bring you so much joy, build your own happy habits, and don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 